Yo, yo. Hello. Hello. Hey. Anthony will be here in just a second. Cool. How are you guys? I have reached my maximum capacity of Skippy. Good evening, Meat Suits and Meat Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 144. We have now done as many episodes as the measurement in cubits of the Wall of New Jerusalem, as shown by the Seventh Angel. It's also a gross, I believe. It is a gross, and it's true. Yeah, this is our gross episode. Speaking of things from other countries that may or may not have been handed down directly from God, uh, this week we're watching <laughs> Skippy, the Boosh Kangaroo. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com and Emma McLaughlin of Melbourne, Australia, and her podcast co-host Giuseppe DiMartino of Brooklyn, New York. They uh, Together they host a podcast called Meet Mutant, in which they discuss religions and associated topics, all from an atheist perspective, and of course, pirates. Uh, which you can learn more about at meetmutant.com. Emma says this about Skippy. She said, I watched uh, Skippy as a very small child in the 1970s and was introduced interested to Joe uh, recently. Who ju- We both just love Skippy, the marsupial equivalent of Lassie, but way cooler and a lot funnier. You will have an absolute blast doing this. To which I say... Maybe not. I think she's talking about having a blast doing this. Oh, yeah. The conversation will be good, but I I, I, I always get nervous when they think we're going to like something. I mean, I, you're, you're, I think it was kind of like, here's a great you know, regional dish. Don't eat it for so many meals in a row, I think probably would have been uh, the right good advice. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly could have enjoyed two episodes of Skippy. Yeah. yeah. If I had watched Skippy with the frequency that I watch a show like Gold Rush yeah. on the Discovery Channel. You mean all um, of it I, three days? <laughs> well, not the frequency that you watch okay. Gold Rush to <laughs> catch, to catch up. up. <laughs> <laughs> I really think Skippy's a lot like the lost experience. You know, it's it's best to have like a week in between each episode when you guys can theorize about what everything meant. Sure. And yeah. What's going to happen next week, you know? <laughs> it's Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. What did it mean? <laughs> there, there are a lot of lingering questions I have still, so I think it's that. Yeah, just like Lost, yeah. <laughs> Alright, if you want to force us to watch or read a topic of your choice, anything under the sun that we're able to do within the time restrictions, you can go to read-shoot.com slash sponsor, pick a topic, and we will do our best with it. We might not have a blast when you think we will. Remember, our motto, read and weave. No refund. Huge announcement, big announcement uh, I'd like to do up at the top here uh, before I introduce you to this panel, of course. Uh, I want to tell you, we're going to be doing another live show coming up in Portland, uh, Saturday, July 7th uh, at 9 p.m. at the Action Adventure Theater. It's going to be so awesome. I will have more info, more details coming soon. If you are, are anywhere within walking, biking, or driving distance or flying, you should definitely come. Portland, Oregon. Not not Portland, Maine. Yes, there are no. Uh, oh, what was he? Was he a ghost? I can't remember what he was. He's an archangel, Arch- fallen angel. Yeah, there are no fallen angels fallen- here. This is the real Portland. But yeah, if you're <laughs> within walking, driving, biking, or flying distance to either Portland, you should still <laughs> you go. Should still come here. It's yeah. that, the same rule applies. <laughs> Simulcasted in both Portlands. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> There'll be a viewing party in Portland, Maine. Anyway, Portland, Oregon. Saturday, July 7th. I definitely want you to come out to this. Uh, it would mean a whole lot to me. We'll have info about how to get tickets, how to come see it, where to hang out with us after the show. It's going to be excellent, so mark your calendars now. For more info, go to read-weep.com slash live. Now, let me introduce you to today's panel. Uh, I'm My name is Alex Falcone. You can and should follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, if you're going to be in the, if you're in Denver, I'm going to be around July uh, 7th through the 9th, and then in Tacoma, the 14th through the 16th. You can find out more at alexfalconecomedy.com. Here are my friends with me today. First up in San Francisco, California, it's Ezra Fox. Alex, you go wait here, and I'll get help. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, sometimes I'll wait here, and you'll get help. 
<laughs> Help will be got. All right. Also joining us, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. My hair might be blonde, but I sure can fly a helicopter. Happy to be here. It might, though, your helicopter be totally made out of uh, Tinker Toys. That, it might that be w- made out of Lego Connects. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That was a great helicopter. That was like, I think, uh, Charlie Tango's like grandpappy. It was <laughs> mostly rubber bands, but yes, it's a helicopter. Uh, <laughs> Fully functional. Also joining us yet again, uh, you may remember him from such other great cool animal episodes as Cool Dog. He's our official animals doing things with fake paws correspondent. And one, also one of the best comics to come out of Portland in the last century. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Anthony Lopez. Thank you. Please, Anthony Lopez, the Bush Human, is my new nickname. <laughs> my new official title. Uh, I don't think you're pronouncing that right. It's the Bush Human. Don't try to do that to me. <laughs> uh, this is America. Pronounce it however I want. The intro. They definitely sing in a very high-pitched voice, Skippy the Boosh Kangaroo. I'm just saying. I didn't make that up. That's on the show. Yeah. I, I feel like you have an accent in your ears. That, that might not be entirely... <laughs> did, did any of you guys notice, I didn't notice this to like the fifth episode in, but that the show's actual title is Skippy, and on during the credits, when it's doing all the humans, it says, and featuring Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. Like, that's his name, the active kangaroo. <laughs> Yes, it's Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, but that's the actual show's name—it's just Skippy. That's just all the Skippy. title. Se- all the title ah. code says. Well, that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> not—they're not like calling it like a Lassie, the Border Collie that you know helps children, or but Rambo, the guy that killed all those dudes. I want so to see both those title credited cards. as right <laughs> in both the movies. Yeah. I'll, so wait, so his, is the character's name Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, or is that the actor's name? It says, and featuring Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, as in, no, like... No, that's one of those animal things. I mean, I, I read on the Wikipedia, which seems to be... At least it makes sense that there were at least nine kangaroos used. Yeah, oh, yeah. Including, yeah. yeah. for Skippy. I read an interview, yeah. or saw an interview. Uh, Plenty <coughs> of them. Some of them were girls. Some of them were not girls. Yeah, Other you can gender. totally see Skippy's nuts at one point. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty big. I thought I saw Skippy's nuts. Also, and I was like, no, also, you're being sexist. She's a woman. Guys, guys. Those are her ovaries. Brace yourself. They were not kangaroos. What? Ooh. They were wallabies because kangaroos get too big. That's right. That, Interesting. What? My mind is blown. I don't I don't I don't understand. So a wallaby is the same as a kangaroo that never it's grows a small up. Kangaroo. It's it's basically smaller. The, There's also similar. a wallaroo, which is kind of a midpoint. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> if you don't quite want the full-size kangaroo, but the economy is just too small. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the kangaroo it's people, uh, they rent a mid-size, you know, out of Enterprise. They, yeah. I don't know. I, my mind isn't blown. I feel like I've been lied to. I've been cheated. I I just let it ride. Is that's the magic cinema, man? <laughs> that's the magic. No, cinema. no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I agree with that. Except I am of the belief that the credit at the end has to tell the truth so if the truth is <laughs> it was skippy the bush kangaroo played by somewhere around 10 to 15 wallabies i'd be like that's awesome <laughs> but you have to put that in the credit <laughs> great credit is the imd <laughs> look at the imdb credit for it. 10 to 15 wallabies somewhere around yeah. you might also love to click on the link in exactly in <laughs> kangaroo jack well it's it's hold for wallabies to get actors guild codes than it is for kangaroos so they were just like it's a kangaroo homie <laughs> it's just an old-fashioned there's rules thing. against that yeah i think it's time to summarize the show so for those of you who are not familiar with skippy and why would you be because you uh were born after 1970 or, or in another country yeah well actually no they translated this according to wikipedia into at least 15 different languages it was very popular in spain oh, that- uh <laughs> and this is my favorite fact yeah all right well anyway so let's oh, okay. let's summarize this chris i would like you to put on your best Australian accent or nope. your uh, Foster's <laughs> commercial accent, and then because there's a big difference between the two. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the, you know, it's, uh, Chris, uh, Australian for our show. Okay, so so to Emma, um, again, we're sorry for the bad Australian accent, and you know the motto. No yeah, <laughs> no good Australian Say accents. 
those are those are two things we stick to. So, Chris, and Sunrise generally, we watched, as we should say up the front, a smattering of the show, 12 episodes, although oh we didn't God, watch 12 the same episodes. 12. You so. sponsors hate us. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's summarize, Chris, please. What is what is Skippy like? Oh, boy. I'm trying to decide if I want to try an accent. Oh, you got to try. We can do it in post if you, you got- want. <laughs> you can't no, accent can't. me in post. It's, it's, it's an audacity feature. There's not a filter for you that. Yeah, have that one. Add Australian. There's not something where it's all of a sudden good eye. <laughs> I don't know if we can do that. All right. Uh, good enough. No. No. I mean, just just do fucking something at this point. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm boring you. Sorry about you that. Like, can you we can't edit out in? my pregnant pauses, can we, Alex? <laughs> well, we can, but we won't. <laughs> can you do like a Captain Cook or like a Christopher Walken? No. <laughs> Any kind of please, just a Christopher Walken. <laughs> Chris, in the style of an accent. <laughs> Good enough. Good die. Let me tell you about Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. This show, made in the 1960s in Australia, follows the story of Skippy, the bush kangaroo, and the family that he lives with. The family consists of Mark, the head ranger at a national park in New South Wales, outside of Sydney. Uh, Mark has his sons, uh, Dan and Sonny. Sonny's the youngest one, and uh, has Skippy, the bush kangaroo, as well, uh, as his pet. And Sonny and Skippy are very close, uh, so close that they're about a, a vowel and a consonant away. Uh, there's also uh, a girl who is there sometimes for no reason, uh, your, and also your accent fell off. Yeah, it fell off, huh? <laughs> yep. But it was solid while it lasted, and that's what's important. <laughs> so in every single episode, <laughs> also you totally invented a character. There's no Dan. Isn't it Dan the kid? What's the blonde kid? Okay, the middle okay. child. So name? Matt is Matt is the dad. He's the head ranger. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Mark is the dad. Mark is no, the Mar- son. Mark's the, Mark's the fuck up who likes the Italian girl. Yeah. Oh, then who's the guy? That's Jerry. Guy? Kevin? Jerry? <laughs> Good enough. And Skippy's so, a fucking wallaby. At this point, so, I don't know. So, <laughs> you know what? The point of the point is that there's Park Ranger, his two sons, a girl who's there sometimes, and also the Park Ranger who can fly the helicopter. There's I'm also the really kangaroo. I'm looking forward to the summary so you could explain to me what the blonde chick was doing there, and apparently not. <laughs> I can tell you what no, she's, she's doing there. there. We we don't have a background, but we know she's there sometimes. <laughs> um, I accidentally watched an episode uh-huh. that uh, was an introduction it? of episode. Oh, yeah. I don't want to know. So I, I can, not I can know. explain that for you guys. Okay. Chris doesn't want to know. You don't want to know. I want to know. Chris, I mean, it's it, honestly we're opening Pandora's box. Like, it can't be. <laughs> you can't unknow it once you know it. So <laughs> exactly, I will not bite of that apple, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway. Every single episode, mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off, but there's some sort of trouble, either a villain who wants to poach in the, in the national park, or a convict who's escaped and is threatening a teenage girl, or a convict <laughs> who is poaching in the national park. <laughs> All three have happened. Yeah. Um, and either Skippy and Sonny discover this, and Skippy has to go get help, or Skippy and Sonny discover this, and Sonny has to go get help. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, sometimes they solve problems with helicopters, other times with horses, other times with Berlitz Italian language records. So good. Um, but, and Skippy, like Cool Dog, uh, what Anthony was there for, uh, also has the ability to operate uh, sundry uh, vehicles, make bets on horse races, and uh, in general, outsmart people. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like Australian Lassie in the 60s, in general, delightful at first. And then it kills your brain. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. Just like in in smaller doses, really, really fun. And I think no one will have anything bad to say about Skippy herself, right? Oh hmm. no, no. Hmm. I, I got some issues with her. Oh, okay. I really do. I got Skippy. Yeah. Sometimes she's got nuts. Sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. She's like almond joy. Make it Let's do some compliments. We like to start and end with a compliment sandwich. That's what we call it. And that way we feel like fair and legitimate criticism. Anthony, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Um, I'll go first. All right. Fire one ready. I um, I know a lot about 
uh, no, I don't. I'm take that back immediately. <laughs> I know a bit about the Australian wildlife, okay, but I don't see enough of them featured on my computer monitor ever. <laughs> so actually, twelve. I literally at one point thought to myself, "Oh, so that's what a wombat looks like." Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, wombats look really cool. Oh wow, wombats are really big dicks. I have that oh, note yeah. too. Exactly. Wombats blow up caves. Sometimes with wombats explosives. are murderers. Yeah. Plotting, like he set a trap for them. Yeah. Yeah. He like got them to go in. It was. But I was like, wow, that wombat's a prick. <laughs> but I didn't really know what a wombat looked like. They're like, uh, that's the thing. I don't know if you guys know. This. All Australian animals are closer to like Pokemon than they are like regular <laughs> animals. You know? <laughs> Like, they're all, like, weird puns and just mixtures of other things. Just, just for those of you who are not familiar, uh, we're re- referencing episode... It's, uh, 47. Uh, episode number 47, The Mine, yeah. where the rangers are going to blow up a mine for because uh, it's abandoned. Safety. Yeah. For safety, sure. For safety, they fill it full of dynamite. Yeah, otherwise, it could collapse. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then while they're in checking for animals, a wombat goes out, pushes down the plunger with his teeth no, maliciously. Not checking for no, they they're about to blow it. The mm-hmm. wombat sees that, makes sure right. they <laughs> see that he goes in there, so they chase him, and then he escapes stealthily. It was a murder, and then yeah, it, and then he pulls down the plunger. I mean, I it think was, you could get him for murder one at that point. Oh, yeah. It was clearly premeditated. I've seen video video evidence proving that he <laughs> plotted it. You know, you know what? I, I'm going to stick up for Mr. Wombat here. Uh, my client, Mr. Wombat, <laughs> does, does not have any culpability here. If those rangers were using sound, explosive safety procedures, right? I mean, they, they hooked yeah. up the dynamite to right. the plunger, were about ready to go in to blow it up, and then they see a wombat. Well, wombats like my client go in every single day, all right? <laughs> What they need to do is unhook the plunger yeah, before absolutely. going into well, the cave. That was the thing. Why I think the guys have no ground for a good court case is because there's two of them. The goddamn poke ranger says, wait here, I'll go get him. And the other guy doesn't know what wait here, I'll go get him means. <laughs> right. And Skippy knows what that is. Him. Koalas know what that means. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's move along. Ezra, what is your major compliment? Um, <laughs> it's actually really cool. So at one point... Um, when Skippy goes to get help, um, Sonny gives him a note to pass along. I'm like, wait, where on earth are they going to put that note? In the goddamn pouch. They are brilliantly designed animals. Okay? I don't know. I watched one of the episodes, which I don't think you guys watched, uh, where they he put some rusty bolts <laughs> in oh, Skippy's pouch. Also, there was the part where he put that large bark. Yeah, that was the one. Oh, yeah. With the note. Yeah, sharp edges. And also, he puts like... Uh, some morphine in a jar. In the, uh, this is an external uterus. You can't just use this for storage. Wait, it's not a pocket. Why can't you use an external uterus for storage? It's also, <laughs> I mean, it's implied. The you guys all watched the one with the baby, right? Right. No. Yeah. How did he transfer oh, that yes. baby? Think about it. <laughs> he totally pouched that baby. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> so dangerous. It was a sharp piece of bark. That is a sensitive area. No. I'm guessing. I think it's well padded. I don't know. You got little baby uh, wallaroos in there with all their little claws and stuff all clambering about. Yeah. No, but sure no, but they're like <laughs> they're they're when they first go in there, they're jelly bean sized. They do not start with claws. It's an external uterus. Yeah, but even bigger ones can fit bigger. Like well, but then little, they're hanging out, kid. and the claws go on the outside. I think we're really getting into the sort of strange minutia of the show here. Also, <laughs> <laughs> <Really? laughs> awesome. how do these babies get raised? I mean, if they're jelly bean sized, like well, no, okay. So this is minutia. However, if you remember the thing that I posted on our Facebook page a little while ago about kangaroo vaginas, you will recall that a kangaroo has two vaginas, and a male a kangaroo has a two-headed penis. This is real. And it's because the way the vagina goes, it goes it has a left channel and a right channel, and then the middle is where the babies come out. That's the whole point of the external uterus, is so that they can have a baby developing inside, one on the outside, and then still have the two hallways for more penis. Oh, like, so, like on deck and like in the yeah, hole? Yeah, exactly. And in the hole. So literally, fe- female like uh, kangaroos get like stereo dick? Opposed they do. To, like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm forced to get women dick. all the time? That's not right. Hi- high five stereo dick. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we have? What? <laughs> what, what, what the I don't hell know. Is God I'm already doing? worried. I'm already worried about getting getting pregnant. I think the last thing I need is two different possible sides to try to block. You don't want to put on two condoms every time. 
That would be exhausting. I'm just saying, I usually have to get my friend Terry to get to <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, I'm going to go third for my, co- my, my major compliment, uh, which is that kangaroos or wallabies or whatever the fuck this is now that my world has been turned upside down. <laughs> kangaroos. I'm going to go with kangaroo. Yeah. Anyway, so she, he, the kangaroo wallaby has uh, vestigial arms. And then they're not vestigial. Yeah, she they, uses you can them. Use them. She uses them a little tiny bit. Uh, she uses them to hand off cash and currency, but that dig, might be fake. And make I don't good know. bets uh, on horses. Dig, yeah, yeah, might be fake at that point. Little tiny arms, almost vestigial. That they can, she can sort of hop with a little bit, but mostly it's all the powers in the leg, which made me think that maybe scientists have uh, been holding back up till this point, and that maybe the T Rex could hop. Um, no, it's like which would be fucking scary. They can lose like box and stuff when they get they, big. That's you know true. That? They do box a little. So bit. like they they like uh, they 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 hold this strength back from when they got to use it. That's how they always <laughs> get so strong is holding them in place. I think you're focusing on the wrong part of this compliment. Let's imagine a T Rex that could hop and box and box and have gloves on and like the bellows going. And you're like, oh shit, I'm not sure I can last <laughs> ten rounds of them. <laughs> I'm not. I'm How did you end up the in distance. the same weight class as a T Rex, by the way, Ezra? Story. Well, it's just super heavyweight, and so well, like that, anything above two fifty, like you just—that's all of it. Right? Yeah, and, and once you start punching up, you know, you you just uh, you it's know, the where are you uh, go? Nintendo Punch Out division. Really, it's just chaos. <laughs> you just have to jump They'll and pit, time it well. Yeah, pit you against genies and big Irishmen and T Rexes, king hippos. You know, I mean, it's scary. It's a crazy league. We you know, you get who in the, died you know, and made the hippo king? Seriously. <laughs> Apparently right. some hippo. <laughs> no, Chris, that's you. Major compliment time. My compliment is for, uh, you know, we, we uh, another animal compliment here. The animals are fantastic in this show. Um, but but you can't even, even the, the one episode that we saw with the dog Saber. The dog Saber, I think, had a star turn. Um, first he was the scary dog owned by a convict and chased Skippy through the woods mm-hmm. and Saber was really scary. I'm scared of dogs and that dog was pretty scary, mm-hmm. but then it turned out that Saber just had never made a friend before. And that's no. why he was so mean. He was so lonely. And then he love. looked like the happiest dog in the whole <laughs> world. Good what episode was this? I don't think I watched that. This was the one with the, the poacher who was setting traps all over the jungle. Yeah. There was a lot going on in that episode, but the dog Damn. was freaking amazing. First, very Can't. scary. Then very friendly displayed both of those sides extremely well. Way to go, Saber. Uh, I want to give a compliment to someone who has nothing to do with this show. Okay. But I don't know how you guys watched it, but I want to give a big compliment to uh, whoever takes time posting weird videos to YouTube, like entire <laughs> series of strange Australian shows. The kind of person who likes copyright infringement, but only of the sort of stuff that will not get taken down quickly. Like it's God bless that person. They <laughs> went through the time to do that. Bless your life, bless your life, bless your life. All right, let's move into the uh, hate segment now, the, the anchor segment. Today, we're going to be playing the biggest hater. So, whoever can uh, lose the most hate. I don't remember how this works. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was it. Let loose the most hate. It's, the, it's uh, about, it's about fat people. Yeah, we have, uh, we have so, hate ins, I guess. Yeah, uh, before we'll, <laughs> and after the hate workout. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, in any order, things you didn't like, if there were some, it sounds like we're sort of divided on how we actually felt about it. I got mm. something. Yeah? I, I got biggest problem with this show. Yeah? Is I think Skippy's a great character. Okay. I think she's got depth. Mm-hmm. She's got complexity. She's got a pouch. She, uh, yeah. She's got a pouch. <laughs> she's got a lot going for her. But here's the problem. The fundamental problem. Kangaroos can't emote at all. <laughs> Like they're not like dogs, and once you can see them smiling or angry or barking, like they have, like you can <laughs> those you can three be, emotions: smiling, well, I mean, angry, just, and barking. Like, confused. I mean, you can pit a lot because they yeah. have emotive faces. You can like see a lot in a dog's face. A kangaroo just has this one crazy blank stare, and like when you watch the episodes <laughs> back to back, like I was doing, just slamming through them. Well, a lot of us in the ear twitches. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that some. <laughs> ears constantly spinning like is this danger should i be not should i be somewhere else <laughs> anyone come to the conclusion that skippy might be an alien like, this is yes like an et story with like the ufo episode well yeah and the ufo and the episode came and they wanted to like experiment on him and everyone was kind of scared of him because they knew that they were dealing with like a walking demigod on this planet i i think skippy oh, is yeah. thor 
Is what you're trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) It's about goddamn time the scientific community took an interest in this kangaroo that can bet on horses successfully. That was remarkable. It was fucking amazing. Qualified oh man, for it. can I? Okay, so there's in the sport of kings, the episode where Mark magically becomes a, a jockey. He gets knocked out, and so his the mysterious blonde lady who lives in the house takes over and rides the horse. She to actually lives in the camp next to it. Saying, "Oh, okay, good. Well, that's yeah, she doesn't live in the house. That'd be that would be difference. weird. Yeah, that'd be weird. She's the dad's living girlfriend. That's what I didn't tell you guys. No, for real? No. no, 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 no. She's just some teenage girl who's like doesn't isn't her dad a park ranger or something? I don't, uh, we don't, I don't know how she got there, and and you won't let. Um, yeah, Chris, you didn't want to know. Us. Why are you? Yeah. Uh, All right. So anyway, so she rides the horse to victory, uh, disguised, you know, being like the surprisingly curvaceous jockey, and then basic it, plot of Return of the King. With the chick, <laughs> yeah, what? sort of, yeah, who goes on the cover yeah. as a soldier. Yeah. So anyway, my point and they is, they have to take the ring to the mountain. So this was a great no, show for wait. spending a lot of time reading Wikipedia while you're watching it. So I was like, I wonder about female jockeys because they're probably lighter. They're probably very, and it turns out they are allowed in some situations. But Wikipedia then pointed out to me that we also use robot jockeys. Wait, what? Yes. What? They're, in uh, in in Saudi Arabia, they now use robot jockeys in camel races. Because it's better for human human rights than the children that they forced to do it before. If those are your only two options, yeah, I guess go robot. But definitely go robot jockeys. I don't know. I mean, it's a vocation. At least you're teaching these kids a skill. But you age <laughs> yeah. out of it so quickly. You know, they flame yeah, out. Yeah. You, and you got to feel like though, if you're a woman and you're like, I can't even be a jockey, but they'll let robots do it. Because at least the robots don't have a vagina, I guess. Whatever it is that's keeping me from being a good jockey. They might have external mm. uterus where you can keep things Yeah, the in. robot might have an external uterus. You'd have to if you're a robot because internally it's all batteries and wires and shit. And anyone who's upset about how they can't be a jockey, really, we should just take them all back and <laughs> get them out of their misery. That's just a weird... Like, that's what you want to contribute to society, bro. Yeah, your, your main function is being pretty light on a horse. And well, I mean, there must be some skill in it. You have to know when to slap it. <laughs> I think often. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Often I, mean, I, is the I, right mean, call. I don't know about you, but I've beaten a little game called the Ocarina of Time, and I got <laughs> how to uh, slap a horse regularly. You gotta know while you have carrots. That's when you do it. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, no, but seriously, that's that's kind of one of the things I did like about the show is that um, in. Ex- Usually, when kids are in peril, they're really freaked out about it the whole time. It's just about the kids screaming. And this one about you, this. You mean this in kid life? Likes his adventures, you know? He's just yeah, like he having a good time, like, you know, in near death situations, but was totally cool about it. Well, there's mean, that one episode when he's just sitting there bored at the beginning of it. Like, the, oh, there's nothing the to do. Yeah. Someone needs to come by. Like, he's hooked. He's an addict. He's oh, an man. adrenaline junkie adrenaline at that yeah, point, when, you know? When your life is this episodic, yeah. you would definitely get. And immune to it, where it's like you, you need a certain level of adventure to keep you going. Yeah, it's yeah. the beginning of For My Next Trick, the, where the magicians were just like, they open with him going, man, nothing's happening. We need something to stir up some action. And then, boom, two magicians, one wearing his underwear outside his pants on a mini horse, <laughs> roll into the park, and he's like, sweet, something's happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they also live out in the bush, like, yeah. you know, with nothing but animals to talk to. And I so mean, you'll be hoping every single day yeah. for anything to happen. When you're, like, 12 years old and already, like, a licensed vet, I mean, it's just, <laughs> life can only really get so boring after that. You think he was, yeah. I thought, I suspected he was practicing without a license. I thought, <laughs> as yeah. Skippy was probably not a registered nurse. Yeah. Mr. Possum. <laughs> I think you're healing just fine, but you better go home to Mrs. Possum. I don't know. I don't think that was... He was a stone doctor. I like that. He had no bullshit. No ostrich coming up. Oh, my back hurts. I just need a few more of those pills. No, you're an addict, right? You get out here. You get your life straight. We did know that Skippy delivered morphine in her pouch. So if you're an addict, Skippy's the one to know. Oh, my God. That was my favorite. Oh, hang on. Big hate. Okay. Big hate. Go for it. So what the hell kind of country is Australia? Where two guys are trapped in a cave, and there's a hole enough big enough. Uh, there's a hole in the cave big enough for the wallaby to get through, uh-huh. or the bush kangaroo, the fake kangaroo. And they say, "Skippy, this guy's hurt. Go get us morphine." 
Yeah. And then Skippy they does. Just have, yeah, it's just hanging around. And Skippy is just well, able to con- get morphine. Convict then, colony, man. I think Shit that's, is different over there. No, that's good health care. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was guys. watching it, I was like, is this all I need to get free morphine? <laughs> is this guy that has a kangaroo to someone doctor's house? Yeah. Well, in that case, I will get a kangaroo. <laughs> you have to ask from inside of a mine also. Yeah, you have to be... You they didn't know that? There's no way they can prove that. <laughs> yeah, the, the Wally's not going to... note? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really... It was just a note in a kangaroo's pouch, Ezra. That's not the same as a doctor's prescription. She yeah. was a That's... registered nurse. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I've played doctor before. That's not enough. Just you might have been doing it wrong. There wasn't enough morphine or kangaroos. <laughs> You think you playing Doctor and Skippy's like six years in school are at all the same thing, Alex? No. Uh-huh. Exactly. The two very yeah. different things, I don't right? Know. I don't Have know. some respect. I don't know. Uh so here's something uh here's a hate for, for Sonny though in his relationship to Skippy. In that in all of the years of getting in crazy adventures with Skippy, yes. you'd think he would start to trust her a little bit. Mm. <laughs> you know? But then all of a sudden, one baby goes missing. And Skippy saves its life, and all of a sudden he just assumes Skippy stole the baby because she wants to be a mother. Okay, but, 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 Sonny was totally ready to cover for Skippy. He was like, all right, you stole a baby, let's cover your tracks. He was digging the grave a few feet over to give it a body. He oh, was going to wash you done? Skippy down you done? bleach, give it all the evidence. All right, so he's definitely a good friend to have, but also, shouldn't he have thought... Well, maybe given the 78 episodes already where Skippy saved the day, maybe Skippy didn't steal this baby. Maybe Skippy saved this baby from certain death. Okay, we might have missed the 50 unaired episodes where Skippy stole 50 (laughs) babies, though. (laughs) Look, I want to make the case, though, for the show's implicit and occasionally explicit sexism, and I think this is part of it. Just assuming that because Skippy's a female, she's willing to steal babies because that's how badly she wants to be a mother. That's sexist, okay? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's how they all work. And then... She steals babies because she hates babies. I, I wrote down... Did anyone, like, when the, the older brother, when he was, like, learning Italian? Yeah. And he was, like, uh, practicing, like, picking up a chick with Skippy? How far down that rabbit hole do you think goes with Skippy? <laughs> that I mean, it's like, I promise, hole. uh... Promise, I'm going to uh, practice, practice just trying to get a bra off Skippy. See how that goes one hand. I mean, this is like, this is one of only two females in the entire national park, except for the magic blonde girl that they somehow managed to not hit on for several episodes. Yeah, they never try to tap that. Because her name's know. Clancy. Well, she seems really into boy's Sunny, name. right? She's yeah. into Sunny. Like, I think Sunny called her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Sunny got like, dibs. Yeah. yeah. This ad is required, but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, in the Warrata National Preserve. Ah, uh, I love you, Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. Skippy, that was another great episode. Uh, Max, could I talk to you for a moment? Of course, Skip. It's just that I'm beginning to think my character's in a rut. What do you mean, Skip? Well, for the last 50 episodes, my only lines have been clicks, and the only things I've done are go to get help or... Wait here until help arrives. Nonsense! There was that time you fell in a hole. Yes, and the time I fell in the hole. <laughs> that was a cracking good time, Skip. But I'm classically trained. I performed Titus Andronicus at the Globe. Whoosh. This one hand yet is left to cut your throats. Whilst Lavinia tween her stumps doth hold the basin that receives your guilty blood. Whoosh. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed that. I'm sorry, Max. Either you give me something new to do, or you find yourself a new kangaroo. Skippy, you love Lawrence Olivier, don't you? Well, of course, Max. Well, I just got a free recording of his performance of Richard III from audiblepodcast.com slash weep, and it's wonderful. But they still don't have Titus Andronicus. Wow. Do you think I could do that? I don't see why not. I'll talk to Audible today. Thank you, Max. You shan't forget it. Boing, 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 boing. Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. The Bard's vision. Fully realized with marsupials. All right, that's cut. That's a that's a print. I think check the gate. Let's move on. Let's play a quick game, you guys. Uh, so let's do a team construction. Let's build an episode of Skippy 
the bush kangaroo together. Uh, we, we we'll each take a second to throw in one plot point. We'll go in a circle uh, uh, from north to south. So Chris, me, Anthony, and uh, and then Ezra, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we'll loop back if we need to. And we will just together we will construct a brand new episode of Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. <laughs> Are you ready? Ready. Yes. Chris, start us off. Sonny and Skippy are exploring through the woods of the National Park. Skippy hears something and runs off to discover a Russian satellite that has landed in in the National Park. The satellite is there to collect data on all the craziness that's happening there so they can replicate their own version of this wildlife park in Soviet Russia. Sonny waits there and sends Skippy to go for help. <laughs> <laughs> As the Soviet Union is so far away from Australia, neither of the park rangers believe what Skippy is clicking at them. However, the children go to join, but are intercepted by a mysterious agent with an accent. (laughs) The agent trips over lots of different pieces of bushes and plants and traps, and while trying to steal the children and take them back to Soviet Russia, falls over himself so many times that he gives in and thinks maybe the kids deserve to be free. The Russian threatening man gladly collects his satellite, (laughs) apologizes, and drives away into the sunset while the dad makes a smoky remote (laughs) to his family about it. (laughs) Wait, Skippy didn't save the day in this one yet. He went for help. Yeah, he went for help. And and, uh, when he got back, he brought the truck so they can get the satellite out. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to try and make another one? Yeah, let's do it again. Uh, let's go backwards, as you can go first. Okay. Um, there's a earthquake in mm. Australia. Mm-hmm. And some things fell over. Okay. And lumber companies move in to collect the trees because the animals are protected, but the trees, uh. due to a loophole in the law, are not. The lead lumberjack likes to eat things that bounce. <laughs> <laughs> As Skippy tastes remarkably like very tender, succulent beef, the rangers are scared that the woodcutters are here to not only collect fallen trees, but Skippy herself. Sonny goes to get help. <laughs> Skippy, left to his own devices, must outmaneuver the tree collectors so they're having to chase him. While Sonny goes and collects his dad, explaining the nefarious plan that uh, the lo- tree cut his half. Skippy has a series of comical fights with the tree collectors where yep. she stays put until right as they're just about to jump on her and then she ducks away. That would happen. Jerry and Mark show up in the helicopter to spot the mayhem from above. They... they- catch the bad tree collectors and uh the head ranger says something about like if a tree collector falls in the woods does it make a sound <laughs> Skippy hating a bad pun just shakes his head and covers his eyes <laughs> yeah <laughs> with fake paws with fake paws and then credits roll yeah with the helicopter pass helicopter Skippy down. Skippy Skippy the bush kangaroo So, so I was thinking that actually Skippy's story is pretty timeless. So, if we were gonna do a reboot, what would it look like? They did uh, try a reboot, uh, I believe, in the in the late eighties, early nineties. Does uh, Skippy use the internet? <laughs> I don't know. I see it as like an HBO show, like sort of like Game of Thrones meets uh, like <laughs> Sex in the City. Like, it's very much just like actually, a, I was wait, talking Game about of Thrones friends, meets uh, Sex in the City, so you just see boobs. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I was talking with my friends about this idea of Game of Koalas. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be the most adorable game. <laughs> when you play the Game of Koalas, you either win or cuddle, laugh. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate the koala, hate the game, you know? That's what I always say. Uh, let's see, so another modern reboot. Well, definitely in the modern reboot, it would be a series uh, of movies about Skippy uh, playing sports. 
Oh yeah. I I would like to see like a a giant like three hundred million dollar James Cameron production <laughs> about a human being named Skippy uh-huh. who crash lands on an alien planet full of kangaroos. <laughs> But they're like hyper-intelligent kangaroos, and then he's their skippy. Yeah. Like, he helps them out and when their poachers come. And they're wow. like, and yeah, and, and, just, he, and he has to say, no, you idiot, there's somebody in the mine. Here, put it, uh, put the, put the Viking in up my ass. Yeah, I'll you go know where that's going. <laughs> Wait, their skippy has hands, though. Why would, why would it have to go up the ass? Because he's got to run. You and they're not that... used to using their hands, yeah. so they think everything has to go in a pocket. Yeah. You don't run faster. When also, he has boxing gloves on his hands, so he fits in. Look, man, you know why he's got to go up his ass? Because Avatar made $2 billion. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what we're going after. <laughs> Avatar money, right? We're going to be swimming in it. <laughs> you keep them in your pocket when there's no way out now. Put it in the safe and lock it. Uh, moving right along, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. Uh, now we're going to go in reverse order. This is the last nice thing you have to say about Skippy the Boosh Kangaroo. Uh, so, to go in reverse order, Chris is up first. I can't believe no one's complimented this so far. Mm. But I love koalas, and I'm so glad I got to see koalas in this And show. way better than kangaroos. If this was Skippy the Bush koala, how awesome would that have been? Koalas, yeah. like, Slower good, moving, though. more contemplative. I think, uh, yeah. They, Cuddlier? They'd, they'd go a little deeper. Yeah, and, and more cuddles. They would Absolutely. definitely wait while you went for help, more often than not. Koalas are, like, vicious, though, right? What? Yeah, they they actually are, like, but they're actually, so... You can't really hang out with koalas. They love attention. Yeah, you just got to make sure you feed them eucalyptus, which actually mellows them out a lot. <laughs> so that's <laughs> why, like, game. when they're eating, they're, like, totally fine. Mm-hmm. But when they're hungry, watch the hell out. Yeah. So. I, I saw something with the eucalyptus... Uh, with the koalas fighting... Um, and that's why I thought it would be so great for Game of Thrones to just have a whole <laughs> koala version. I would especially like it if they were wearing armor. A lot of incest. Uh, what? Winter is coming. <laughs> Winter is the name of one of the koalas down there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, continuing backwards. Uh, me, right? Yeah, me. I think so. So for my minor compliment, uh, there is a, there was a great line... Uh, in the ballooning episode, where the weird ballooning couple is worrying that their weird space balloon is going to fall out of the sky, and the guy goes, if any more of those rigging lines go up, we've had our chips! (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's awesome that Australians use that expression to suggest they're going to die. We're out of chips! Doesn't it suck to be out of chips? Yeah. It does. Every time you're like, when you get to the bottom of the bag, and there's just crumbs, and you're like still eating the crumbs, licking them off your fingers, because you're like... If there were no chips left, I would be just as good as dead. Yeah, and now I'm out of dignity, too. <laughs> yeah, by the time I've finished the whole bag of chips by myself, I'm not really concerned about dignity, mostly concerned about chips. <laughs> well, that's good. I, uh, For my comp, I think I just have to go to the Traveling Magicians. Um, oh, sure. Who managed Wh- to be Which like- one? The one with the four-foot-tall hat or the one with the underwear outside of his uh, le- leotard? The four-foot-tall hat, because okay, when good. he takes it off... Um, two pigeons fly out, of course, and, and Sonny comments, he says, two pigeons just flew out of your hat. And the guy says, oh, yes. <laughs> Very, doesn't care about it. He's like, oh, I forgot those guys were in there. Quite. Scratching my head yeah. for the last, like, three days. Yeah, I forgot Poop- to do that pooping on last night at the other show. It's oh, just been in there all night. I mean, I'm not a great magician it. if they're using pigeons. Uh, you usually use a dove. Well, doves are non-native to Australia, so, I mean... Well, they're also non-native to hats. That's sort of they're, the point of magic. <laughs> they're also uh, time travelers from about 150 years ago. Yeah, they were. That's why they're in, like, a horse-drawn carriage and uh, dressed like strange wizards. And and what do they decide? <laughs> Unlike they normal to, wizards. They try to kidnap Skippy. Yeah. That's an original idea. Come on, magicians. Don't you know 75 people have tried that already in this show? <laughs> <laughs> Better men have tried and failed <laughs> by this point. Than Better you guys. women have tried and failed at this was point. Boom! The, the bigger guy who was wearing his underwear on the inside out. Yeah, he had his voice dubbed over by a woman, right? 
that, that was something weird it. going on because his voice was very high pitched and weird. it was a female voice coming out of. Oh, I thought it was like a, a, a because he was so short, even though he's a little like stocky. I thought it was like a boy who was just dressed up with a mustache. <laughs> I got also believable. It didn't read like that to me, but I don't know. I don't. Uh, I try to not ask what Otis intended with their wolf. <laughs> no. like that and take it as my own interpretation. Um, actually, very postmodern. In actually, way. just it wasn't dubbed over. I just looked up on Wikipedia. He was actually played by a wallaby. <laughs> That's how <laughs> someone held his tail the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the whole time, so he wouldn't run away. Continuing backwards, Anthony. All right. So last compliment. I've never watched Lassie. No, I've never seen Flipper except except for the Elijah Wood movie. But huh? I have maybe seen a few episodes of both of them. I don't really remember. Okay, but I don't think either of those shows dealt with horrific violence happening to your animal cast as a plot point. And I think mm. that's brave. I think that's an interesting direction to go. Hey, kids, guess what? The world's not a great place. Rich white women want to skin magical animals and right. wear them as coats. <laughs> yeah, there was, No, that happens. There was probably never an episode of Mr. Ed where like yeah. the spoiled rich couple comes in and is like, Honey, please, I want glue out of that one. Yeah, you know, there's... <laughs> Just tap the hoof. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, do you guys think there was like a rival, like chunkier kangaroo named Jif? <laughs> <laughs> I like, you, I like the thank you. I like the Peter Pan oh, no. <laughs> kangaroo because it's tastier. <laughs> I like the generic one that you have to stir. Cause oh, it no, because every time you open the jar after that first time and you have to re-stir, you're like, you're you're seconds away from saying fuck it. This is gonna be a jelly sandwich. What right? about the kangaroo that you have to grind yourself? <laughs> that's that's the type of thinking right there. That's the type of attitude that gets us to having a kangaroo, skippy kangaroo, and a grape other animal in the same bottle at the same time. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I'm not good enough it on improv unme- skills <laughs> to come up with a good, clever name there. But you got, you got the gist. It's called of Goobers that joke. or something, isn't yeah. it? The 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 jar with peanut butter and jelly in it at the same time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That you're not wanting to stir up your own goddamn kangaroos. Hey, look, I'm all for, like, I really do enjoy natural, organic-type foods whenever I can. Fewer ingredients is better. But fuck stirring peanut butter. It's bullshit. It's like fruit-on-the-bottom yogurt. Like, we have the technology to have a machine stir this for me. See, I love it because I feel like it somehow makes my peanut butter more fresh. Because I see it, and it looks like an unfinished product, because it hasn't been stirred in a while. And you stir it up, and you're like, look at that. I just made alchemy you in never my kitchen. St- you never stir it enough, and so the bottom is that pure, no oil, whoa, pure whoa, peanut whoa, glue. Whoa. Don't speak for me. <laughs> don't tell me I don't ever stir enough. Like, if that's your issue. You, you, you're not a your robot. Problem. You are not a machine. You cannot stir that enough. So the bottom I'm, will I'm be server, fucking, right. you could make bricks out of that peanut crap without the oil left. Oh, man. And so, and every time when you open it, you start stirring. You'll spill some of the oil. You never spill some of the peanut. Alex, so there's I'm gonna just... I'm gonna blow your mind for a second. <laughs> Great, just what I need. I've had enough emotional trauma today. <laughs> I know. Um, before you open it, for like the day beforehand, just turn the jar upside down, and the oil will like float up and kind of distribute pretty evenly. Oh man, what? You I... didn't know this? Wait. So when you I... said you were okay, how come you said blow my mind when you're going to? make my day as the same way you said it when you were going to disappoint me about what kangaroos are made out of. Uh, I don't know what you like and what you don't like. I know I'm just going to confuse you at one <laughs> wait point. A minute. Wait a minute. When exactly did we go into what kangaroos are made of? Well, they're made out of wallabies. <laughs> when did that happen? I don't remember that. Part of kangaroos made up of uh, children's tears and wallabies. Maybe just... <laughs> Where's the end music? It has to cut us off soon. <laughs> That is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week. Next week, we are going to be reading Atmospheric Disturbances by Rivka Gulchin. Uh, this was sponsored by the other half of the Meat Mutant team because apparently uh, that podcast is bringing in some huge bucks. So, uh, yeah, check them out. MeatMutant.com if you want to hear about uh, religion from an atheist perspective. Uh, also, uh, MutantMeat.com where you can hear atheists talk about it from a religious perspective out of fairness. I just made the last part up. Who knows? But it might happen by the time this comes out. Uh, I've already bought the web domain. <laughs> so it's happening. <laughs> so thanks, Meet Mutant, for sponsoring the show and Emma McLaughlin. Uh, and uh, thanks for giving us some 
of your childhood to watch. You know, I spoke with some Australian friends, and they said, like, this is, like, part of the cultural fabric of what it means to be Australian. Like, everybody there just kind of knows. Yeah, okay, but here's Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. They, not that it's good, you know? Not that everyone's like, I love this, or I watched it. It's just part of that thing where you I think mean, you of, You can't like, watch Sesame Street for, like, you know, as many episodes in a row as we did, and, and like it. And, and that's good, too. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I agree. But Sesame Street, you're, like, teaching kids stuff. But Anthony, aren't all Australians escaped convicts or children of escaped convicts who live in the in a in a wildlife preserve? <laughs> it's a wildlife preserve people are bringing. I don't like in to it. generalize because I know at least two of them. A Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman. So I don't know where they're from. <laughs> I just know. Nick Cave. I don't say, yeah, yeah. Nick Cave. And Mel Gibson. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah. You already said Hugh uh, He's good. You want to mention him again? Uh, Sam Worthington. Yeah. He's yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Also his brother, Minnie Hemsworth. Yeah. Uh, One of the characters from Flight of the Concords that was not the main two characters. He's oh. leg- I was going to say Heath Ledger was Australian, but I don't think being dead takes away from your nationality. So he might be. I'd say he's still Australian. He is. Paul Hogan, of course. But yes. Absolutely. Okay, so here's my not concern, Paul though. Paul Hogan, though, ironically. Colin Hay? I think they're right. brothers. Hogan is a traditional Australian name. Mel Gibson? We are. We already said Kylie Milk, right? I'm going to say so, just to remind you from the announcements up top, uh, live show coming up in Portland, July 7th, market calendars. Also, we have reopened sponsorships, so if you want to sponsor an episode and hear us deface the treasure of your native land, uh, read deshweb.com slash sponsor. Also, I would love you, actually, in the meantime, take to the Facebook page uh, and let us know what you think. Uh, uh, who's famous in Australian? Uh, in Australian? Like, the language? Who's famous? I said and Australian. Who's, who's uh, oh. famous Australian? Guy Pierce, yeah. Perfect. Hugh um, Jackman. Hugh Jackman, I think I've heard. Yeah, so post that. Facebook.com slash read and weep. Tell us uh, things you know about the about the nation of Australia. Uh, or or text it to us if you've got a thought. You want to you pass it along. If you want to just text Hugh Jackman to us over and over and over again, we'll accept that. 509-588-1280 is the phone number. Yeah, if you want to text us also. Uh, questions for Australian people. Maybe we'll do a segment. Do you, we'll get some Australians on. Want me to give out my phone number as well? Because I can do that. That'd be um, weird. I need some people to call me more. I get. I have so many minutes every month. I don't use. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the rollover, so you have to use them up. I got to use them up. This Otherwise, you're just giving away money. Yeah. So you want random podcast public to just call you on your cell phone and be like, "Hey, I'm a friendly guy." No, 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 no. Alex, surely you don't think that most of our podcast listeners are mouth breezers. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, eh, No, eh. I think most of the people who would take my phone number and call me, though, would. Yes, that's our it's self-selecting oh. group. Uh, yeah. Okay. A small percentage of your podcast listeners. Thank fucking weird, gross mouth breezers. Thank you so much for being here, as always, as and Chris. Yeah, yeah. Th- and thank you to Emma and Joe for uh, giving us money to watch these really 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 fun episodes for me at least generally yeah uh, and generally uh, fun episodes and thank you for being here anthony no problem this is a lot of fun your twitter handle is anthony lopez pt2 anthony lopez part two on the twitter uh follow him right away that's it we'll be back again next week we will uh with uh with atmospheric disturbances take care guys goodbye if you want to be the me i'll be the